Hello, hello, and welcome to the Pennies Pod. Today we'll be putting our two cents into how do we fix the Pro Bowl, fake and real prop bets for this Sunday's big game. Joined by my good friend, Tyler Murakami. What up, Jay? What up? All right, let's get it going. This past Sunday, the magnificent Pro Bowl was played. I'm sure everyone tuned into that. Tyler, did you? No, I did not. Yeah, uh, me neither. But I watched it via social media, just, you know, highlights and all that stuff. And But the highlight for me came with Jason Winton saying that Patrick Mahomes to Ebron, was that it? Eric Ebron, yeah. Yeah, Eric Ebron, that connection was there all year. Ebron was his guy all year. Now, to my knowledge, I don't think they're on the same team. They are not, no. <laughs> Eric Ebron plays for the Colts and uh, Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny that when had to come out later and say, I actually knew they were on the same team and all this stuff. Like, if your announcing is that bad that you have to defend yourself. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about Tony Romo later, I think, too. And it just shows you how good Romo is and how shitty Jason Witten is. I mean, Romo can call plays before they happen. Witten can't even call plays after they happen. <laughs> you can't even call plays in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty bad. The fact that the NFC scored seven points was like the best offensive collection of all the NFC. That's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. What, a showcase of the NFL talent? Not the yeah, best. You can score seven points. The fact that... Trubisky threw an interception <laughs> in a game in which, like, NFL player or the defense isn't trying. Yeah, that's pretty bad. My suggestion to fix it: I think you got to get rid of the game altogether. When you're not playing for anything, especially football, when you're putting your body on the line like that, you're not going to try, and it's not going to be a fun game to watch. So I think we should do seven on seven fan voting, say fan coaches and players, and then you have. Two to three celebrities per team. So like the celebrity NBA game? Yes. Essentially that, but seven on seven, what, 50-yard football. Basically backyard football with flags. Now, they used to do this with, I think, MTV. used to have like a celebrity game, and they had a celebrity in the in like a chair above the end zone, and they used to go back and forth, and if you threw it to them, it was like an extra five points or something like that. Why don't we just make that the actual pro ball game? You would like cut out all the offensive linemen, defensive linemen. Yes. And they would just get honorary Pro Bowl, but they wouldn't play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw the seven on seven idea. I think that could definitely work. Just more entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know, I feel like it's still the players don't really want to hit each other, and get hurt. Yeah. I don't really know why we still play the game. I'm thinking like, why don't you just break it up into a bunch of skills competitions? And just have NFC versus AFC. Hmm. So I'm just thinking, like, let's just do, you have your NFC quarterbacks, AFC quarterbacks. We do, like, longest pass, accuracy targets, things like that. And then you just score for NFC, score for AFC. You do, like, fastest player, you know, best hands. They kind of do this already, but you make it more formalized in, like, a series of competitions all on Sunday with the overall points being the, the winner of the Pro Bowl. Yeah, and I saw they had dodgeball this year, which I thought was really cool. 
they do dodgeball. I think some of the skills contests on Saturday, they do like the drone drop where they take the ball uh, and they put on a drone mm-hmm. and they just like go as high as they can and then drop it and then the receivers have to go catch it. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like that stuff. And they should just, like you said, formalize it, do a little point system. The winner gives money to a certain charity or something like that. Yeah, and do like offensive linemen can compete for like strongest man or they could do like a pass rush drill or like the top def- like one-on-one pass rushing, things like that where you can keep all the positions there but they're kind of doing their respective skill. I like right. that because everyone talks about who's the fastest in the NFL, who's the strongest. It's a great way to figure yeah. it out right now. Yeah, so like Tyreek Hill got, you know, voted in the Pro Bowl. Let's see Tyreek Hill versus like Alvin Kamara on the NFC. Yeah. Just be able to match up with each other. So that would be pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Before the Patriots left, they had a big send-off party where Tom Brady gave a very Tom Brady-esque speech where he was the underdog, which seemed to be the theme for this Patriots team throughout the playoffs which is absurd. I think he was chanting, we're still here. And as that said, let's let him hear it all the way down to Atlanta. We're still here! We're still here! <laughs> what? Where did they go? They've been to the last, like, they went to the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> we know you're here. This is their eighth Super Bowl with Tom Brady. It's crazy. I think it's ludicrous. One, they're favored in the Super Bowl, so they're not actually underdogs. They're the favorites. Yeah. And uh, two, I don't know. It just seems it, maybe it's just like a motivational te- uh, tactic on Brady's point that he's just trying to always prove that he's discounted in some way. <laughs> it reminded me of like MJ a bit when he, you know, late in his career, is still bringing up the fact he got cut in high school. Yeah. When. He got cut as a sophomore making the varsity team. It's not like he was a junior or senior getting cut from basketball, you know? Yeah, and he wasn't Michael Jordan, All-American, like a high school American. Like, he was unheard of when he got cut. Yeah, he was a, he was a sophomore. I mean, and the, the fact that, like, you know, he's he was, like, the greatest player of all time, and he still brings up the fact that he got cut as a sophomore trying to make varsity. Kind of similar to, like, Brady just saying, oh, we were not favored on the road going into Arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes, so now we're the underdog. I don't know, just kind of crazy. Yeah. But, but that's what makes him great, man. You made a good comparison with MJ. It's that when you're at the pinnacle of your profession, arguably the GOATs in their field, at least top one or two. I'm personally LeBron over MJ, but hey, save that for another pod. Like, you need that extra motivation. You know, and he's going to his, what, seventh or eighth Super Bowl? Yeah, this is his eighth Super Bowl. Yeah, so... When you're at the top, you gotta you're finding every little thing to push you to that next competitive level. You know, to have that competitive edge. And you saw with MJ, you know, talking about getting cut and then didn't help that Carl Malone got the MVP in ninety eight, I believe, over Jordan. Mm-hmm. No, that was ninety seven, I think. Ninety seven. So when Carl Malone got the MVP over Jordan in ninety seven, he had that extra motivation again. You know, I think you've seen it with LeBron too, and he was at the top. And then you got the Warriors coming in, how that pushed LeBron to another level. So I think Brady's talking about we're not or we're still here, bringing up, you know, being underdogs, sixth or seventh round draft pick, because he doesn't see anyone that's pushing him to that next level, like a Curry to 
LeBron. Well, I think they push LeBron too hard because he's lost three out of the last four finals. So that's, <laughs> but it was it's not his level of play. It's, his level of play didn't dip. If anything, it increased. That game one last year was a masterpiece. And then J.R. Smith it was forgot how to the do score. everything and not take the last shot and lose. That was great hard work. Okay. It's like having a beautiful <laughs> painting and then leaving a white spot in the canvas and giving it to J.R. Smith. No, he, he didn't give it to J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith caught the, got the rebound and forgot the score. He was I'm looking sorry. for the pass. LeBron was like, give me the ball. To, He's trying to shoot. Give it to George Hill. My bad. My bad. That was a, hey, that was a smart pass, though. Got to the line, gave him a chance to go up. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah, Brady's speech was kind of a typical Tom Brady, ridiculous Patriots type thing. Uh, that's all it was. I don't pay any attention to that. thought it was ridiculous. Prop bets. It's really the only reason I watch the game. It's because of these funky little prop bets that happen in Vegas. Our first one we have, will a non-QB throw a touchdown? Yes, plus 350. No, minus 600. So if I'm betting $10 on yes, Tyler, like it, break that down to me how the betting system works. So plus 350 means that you're getting odds. So meaning that if I put down $100, I will win $350 plus get back my original money. So if you put down $10, you'll get $35 plus the plus your original 10 you bet. It's essentially 3.5 to 1 odds. Gotcha. Perfect. Back to the original question. Will a non-QB throw a touchdown? For me, I'm going no. I don't think the Rams offense will play that card in this game. The Patriots have seen that by multiple teams throughout their playoff runs in the past two years. Got scored on it last year, the Philly special. And then you look at the Pat side, their offense, they've ran that play for Brady like two or three times and he, he can't catch the ball. <laughs> like So I don't think they're going to run it for Brady. Now that does bring up the fact that can Edelman or Hogan throw the ball? I think they can. Yeah, Edelman was a QB in college. Yeah. If you're going to go yes, you're going to have to bet on the Patriots, in my mind. I don't think Belichick does that. He lost the Super Bowl last year trying to do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, the other wild card here, you mentioned Edelman, because Edelman's, you know, he was a quarterback in college. The other wild card is Johnny Hecker, the Rams punter. Oh, but yeah. I think that they, uh, they brought him out last week against the Saints, so I think Belichick and company will be ready for anything that they throw. So I would, I like to know as well. It had to be a touchdown pass if Hecker was going to throw, and he's a punter. So what are you going to throw? Like a fifty-yard bomb? It's a fake. Like that's yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. I'm going no minus six hundred. How many replays will be shown of Ted Rath holding Sean McVay back during the game? So this is their strength conditioning coach that literally follows around Sean McVay to make sure he doesn't what charge the field or. Go attack it's the like refs. Get in the field of play if, so he doesn't like get in the, the way of the refs running up and down the sideline. Okay. Over one and a half is minus 175, and under one and a half is plus 135. What do you got on this, Tyler? I will take the over because I think it's a Super Bowl and McVay's going to be going absolutely nuts. Yeah. You know, you're pretty much guaranteed one because that clip of him like following around Sean McVay. Yeah. That went viral this week. I mean, my girlfriend was like showing me this. She's like, did you see this? <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, everyone's seen this. Yeah. So that means that, you know, it'll happen. It'll, they'll show him at least once before like the very first time he does it. Yeah. And then I'm thinking like late fourth quarter, you know, McVay will probably be really just all over the place on the sideline. 
and they'll show it one more time. So I'll, I'll take the two. Yeah, I like that as well. I think it's going to go over. Like you said, the clip went viral, and you said your girlfriend showed it to you, and I don't think she's an avid sports fan. She's not. She doesn't watch that much football. Yeah, so I think CBS will make this appeal to the wider audience. They think it's funny. They're going to show it at least two or three times. I would definitely bet the over if this was ESPN because they would just feed into that nonstop. But CBS, Romo, like they're pretty smart on their coverage. I actually am pumped that they're uh, calling the game. Yeah, I would go over 1.5. Beginning of the game for sure, probably within the first quarter, if not within the first drive for the Rams. And no doubt in late third or early fourth. And it's going to be like, oh, there goes uh, Ted again, making sure McVay doesn't go on the field. <laughs> and then and then that'll be it. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. My boy, Tony Romo. How many plays will Tony Romo correctly predict during the game? Over 7.5 is at a minus 140. Under 7.5 is even. So I did some research on Tony Romo and his psychic abilities. Romo has made 72 play predictions so far this season and was correct 68% of the time. That is a insane stat, especially with him calling the AFC Championship game last weekend with the Pats and calling their whole drive, <laughs> their whole game-winning drive. He just called each and every play. It was nuts. So I'm going over. I know the percentages, that 68, but... Tony Romo, he's going to be feeling himself in the Super Bowl. He talked about it on Media Day on Monday. The play calls, and you and Brady happen to be matching up. Here's the element. going to go to Edelman. Edelman again, Gronk here, all of that, all the way into the end zone for the Patriot win. What was that like? I don't remember. I blocked out. <laughs> and it comes natural for him. It doesn't, it's not going to feel forced, but I think seven over 7.5 for sure. The numbers don't back that up, right? Because you said... Uh, 68% he got it right. So you're saying that during the year he had 50 play calls right. Yes. So he, he called a game every week, so that's around three play calls a game. You're basically expecting him to double that in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. So what's working in your favor is that everyone's you know going crazy about Romo right now, so I think he'll try to dial it up with the play calling because mm-hmm. he knows everyone likes that. But you're basically expecting him to get two plays a quarter to get to over seven and a half right yeah because it was such a focus on media day he'll go two plays a quarter so i I think everyone is going to be leaning that way so i actually like the under Mm -hmm. and i think that he'll provide a lot of analysis but it's not like he's guessing every single play yeah um so i'm going to go the under i'm going to say he he doesn't really guess that many plays in the first half turns it up to the second half because otherwise you'd just be diagramming every single play yeah i think if the patriots have a drive or the Rams or whatever in the final couple minutes of the fourth, like he's going to call them like back to back to back like he did two weekends ago. But it's how many plays he gets right, right? Yes. But he has been he was hitting last week. He was hitting uh, was, Curry numbers. That was last week. <laughs> that was last week when the, the Patriots were going um, kind of a hurry-up offense a yeah. little bit. And, I mean, the plays that he predicted was an Edelman crossing route and a and a Gronkowski go route. <laughs> yes. So it wasn't like intricate. Really? It was just pretty basic routes. But I mean, I, I love listening to him, but uh, I'm going to take the under. Go against popular 
popular betting. Yeah, I mean the over is at you know seven and a half minus one forty with the under being even. What does that tell you? Tells me that most people are betting the over, and I like the under. All right, I like it. Kind of the same with your Rockets Knicks bet last week. Yeah, man. So what do we see? I see over on Tony Romo and the correct play calling. I'm saying under. All right, and then Ted Rath holding McShay back. I'm going over. I'm going over, too. Over as well. And then, will a non-QB throw a touchdown? I'm going no on that one, minus 600. And I'm going no as well. Yeah. Easy money right there, people. Be interesting to see. I can't wait till Romo goes on a run calling all these plays. Then I'm going to text you, should have bet the over. You need, uh, and I'll just say, 68%. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things about looking up stats is looking it up, providing them, and then noticing that they don't back my... <laughs> prediction <laughs> and then ignoring them anyways <laughs> providing stats for the listeners take that as you will we got the real prop bets now here's our pennies pod prop bets first one longest pass thrown by jared goff or number of games played by lebron this year and that's 31 games left in the season, and we're going to include the playoffs, which the max games you can play in the playoffs is 28. And that's going 16 for the Warriors. Six, right, okay, that's right. <laughs> Did they have 16, what, past couple years? Uh, they had 17 one year, and then last year I think it was 18 or 19. 18 or 19, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's insane. With Boogie back, dude, they could – they get 16-0, and 0, the, the playoffs. Boogie's, Boogie's good, man. Boogie's good. Uh, regardless. All right. Including playoffs, so we're looking at LeBron having 59 games that he could possibly play in. And that's as of January 31st. So, are we going longest pass by golf? Or the possible number of games LeBron's going to play this season? I think Jared Goff... Uh, his longest pass was 70 yards this year. He said 69 passes over 20 yards, nine passes over 40. LeBron, I think he's nearing his return via Instagram. He said the the Lions coming out soon, or he Lions patiently sleeping. I don't know. One of LeBron's hashtag strive for greatness things. <laughs> so let's say he doesn't return for a couple weeks. Like, that'll bring down the possible number of games, let's say, around, what, 50, 55? Well, that's, that's you get, having LeBron go into the finals. Yeah. I, mean, I can see, like, a second-round exit, maybe a conference final exit. Yeah. So you're, t- you're talking about, at most, 21 games, but probably somewhere between 15 to 20 games in the postseason. Right. Plus the, plus the let's call it 25 to 30 games here, estimating between 40 to 50 games. I'd say. God, you're, for LeBron. This is so nice that you are a CPA accountant. Because <laughs> numbers come easy to you. They don't come easy to me. So what are we looking at, like, on average? Like, what would you say? Sure, you're going to say, will Goff have longer than a 50-yard pass in the Super Bowl? So far in the playoffs, his longest was 39 against the Saints, 21 against the Cowboys, 
During the season, he had a 70-yard touchdown pass. That was his longest. I like Goff. I think that the Patriots' defense is not very good. Yeah, especially uh, their secondary. I think they're in the the, uh, the dome, and they're gonna it's gonna be some fireworks. I could see Brandon Cooks getting the loose. I could see um, Todd Gurley on a wheel route, assuming he's healthy. Yeah, does he even have a um, wheel to run? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know, but uh, I like uh, they, they have Robert Woods kind of going deep. I don't I don't trust the Patriots secondary that much, and I actually do like the Rams in this game. So I'm gonna say, give me Goff uh, having a pass over 50 yards in this game. My number one rule, never bet against the King. Braun's coming back. They're going seven-game series all four rounds. No. <laughs> no uh, golf plus 50. I can definitely see that with the weak secondary from the Patriots. Cooks is fast. You know, they got their weapons. But I don't think McVay's really taking shots deep with golf. They've been playing pretty conservative. I, I actually think they played two good defenses in the playoffs, in the Saints and the Cowboys. So Yeah. We'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. I'm going Braun. You're going to play 50 games because they're winning the title this year when they get Anthony Davis. <laughs> there we go. Hot take. It's not a hot take because everyone knows he's going there. So, Tyler, we talked about it in a previous pod, the inevitable Mission Impossible fallout. How I was The fallout gonna... of all your missions. <laughs> I was... So against that movie, I was like, this looks ridiculous. And everyone's like, you know, it's good. Got a 97% uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. You know, let me give Home Ec another shot. All right, I'll, I'll give it another shot. Give Home Ec another shot. It was really good. <laughs> Even with the bad <laughs> editing, with the t-shirt pop, during the fight scene with Henry Civil. Like, I'm all about Mission Impossible. They said they were filming two more. I need them now, Tyler. Inject those into my veins. <laughs> All Tom Cruise does is make blockbuster movies, and it was a really, really good action movie. It was. Um, I, I don't even know. It was just it was amazing. They had a good villain. Like we're, I was a little worried after Javier Bardem that they wouldn't have a good villain, but yeah. they had that guy that just pop out of nowhere, Henry Cavill. Just <laughs> is it Cavill? I thought like it was Civil. Oh, Cavill. I don't Cavill? know. Cavill. I have no idea. <laughs> Henry. It's just like auditioning <laughs> for the for the Hulk. Yeah, like going nuts. It was a great movie. Yeah, it was a lot of twists and turns. Turned my brain off. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna enjoy the ride. And the best part every time you forget that they they can do that facial (laughs) where they can just rip off faces like Scooby Doo or something. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) a nice Wolf Blitzer cameo. It's always crazy. And then I asked you before, I was like, do I need to watch the previous Mission Impossibles? Because I've seen a couple of them, but I don't remember any of them. And you're like, absolutely not. It's true. And that's what makes it so great. You can just hop right in. Now I want to go back and rewatch some of them. So we talked about that movie, and that led you to coming out with this prop bet. Tom Brady's quarterback rating versus Mission Impossible's Fallout Rotten Tomato score, which was a 97%. (laughs) (laughs) Which which one are you taking? So Brady put up his... his, uh average quarterback rating during the year was a 97.7 so brady cruz tom tom they're the same yeah uh, scientologist the, <laughs> just crazy people yes. uh getting to the postseason brady had a quarterback rating of 90 91.5 so far and that's because he threw two picks last week he should have had a third if d ford wasn't offsides oh my gosh I, yeah i think brady throws a couple picks this 
you know, probably one or two p- interceptions uh, in the Super Bowl. I actually like uh, Fallout to win this. So I have Fallout having a higher score than Tom Brady's quarterback rating. Tom Cruise, once again, gets the last laugh. <laughs> he always does. He always does. I'm with you on that one. I don't think Brady eclipses 97. I think he's going to float around that 87 to 89 range. That's a tight, that's a tight window. That is a tight window. Actually, I think it's going to be around Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which had a 93%. So these you're wrong. saying it's a, it's, this is Brady's Ghost Protocol performance this is, not a Fallout performance. Yes. Now, does that lead to a Fallout performance next year? Yeah, this is a fallout of all your previous missions. <laughs> fallout of all your previous Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, so I'm taking Mission Impossible Fallout at 97% over uh, TB's QB rating. Let's get to our Super Bowl picks. Patriots are favored by 2.5 with an over-under of 56.5. Now, you mentioned you're taking the Rams in this game, so let's hear it. So 80% of the money is coming in on the Patriots minus 2.5, and, and I've just the Super Bowl is the biggest gambling event of the year. I can't expect Vegas to lose that much money on it. Yeah. The line opened up at Rams minus 1, and because everyone just watched Tom Brady do all that crazy shit last week against the Chiefs, the line moved to Patriots minus 2.5. So rarely are like professional gamblers who set the Vegas line that far off. So I don't think they're like a bunch of experts betting on the Patriots. It's just like people watching the Patriots beat the Chiefs, and they're like, "Holy shit, Patriots are gonna win!" So all, so a lot of the money came in that way. Yeah. So I, I think that's too many points. I think that the Rams' defense is actually pretty good. Uh, the Patriots so... are like a really good run, running team. And the Rams have shut down Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara in back-to-back weeks. Yeah. So I think what's going to happen is they're going to shut out the Patriots running game. And then it's just going to be all on Tom Brady. And the Rams have like a really good pass rush. I just think they have better players overall. The biggest key here is if Gurley is healthy. But, um, you know, Rams are a better team all season. I think there's some recency bias and like Super Bowl bias because of how Brady has looked. But I think that, you know, if you look at the teams as a whole, the Rams are a better team. I also think that the last time we saw the the Patriots, I mean, the Patriots had a lot of trouble with Kyle Shanahan's offense against Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Down 28-3. You know, Kyle Shanahan groomed uh, Sean McVay. So it's a lot of similar concepts. So I could see the Rams winning this game. I like Rams plus two and a half, and uh, I will be betting on it this weekend. Rams two and a half. I like the Rams at two and a half, too. You know, I trust the transfer. <laughs> I trust Jared Goff. He's the man. But He's yeah, a Warriors fan, shout out Jared Goff. Yes. <laughs> California Strong, too. Visit his Instagram just to, you know, to check it out, see if he's a good guy. And via social media, he's a great guy. <laughs> So I base all my personal information. Rams at two and a half for me. I think Sue and Aaron Donald, they'll, they'll get to Brady. Their secondary can hold Gronk at bay. And Sean McVay is just, he's on a roll right now. That offense is really clicking with that bowling ball, CJ Anderson. <laughs> Did you see his quote this week? No, what he said. He was like, you know, they can call me fat or wide, 
but you know what? I'm I'm tough to tackle. <laughs> it's something along those lines. I was like, you know what? That is absolutely correct. Keep getting those checks, CJ Anderson. I mean, the big question mark as as it's been all postseason is how healthy is Gurley? How many snaps did he play last week? It seemed like less than ten, less than fifteen for sure. Oh, they just showed him like just riding the bike. Yeah. Like yeah. a damn Peloton commercial. <laughs> When they come out with Gurley's injury, like, what do you think he's injured with? Like, how severe do you think uh, it is? Yeah. It seems like it's probably, he has trouble cutting. Like, that he could do, like, straight line. Like an MCL sprain or something like that? Yeah. Now, this is why we got to get Brad on the line. This is what took uh, Steph Curry down a couple years ago. That's why he couldn't get past K-Love. He had an MCL sprain. Great, uh, too. Okay, all right. <laughs> but the best thing about Curry is he doesn't need to get past his defender. He can just jack up threes at a great rate. But, oh. hey, sometimes the moment's too big. Hey, it's okay. That happens, but he learned from it, and he's going to get another ring this year. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> Did you see today a clip went viral that he took out Joel Embiid to Aisha Curry's um, restaurant in San Francisco? <laughs> I saw that, and I, I saw a tweet that was like Embiid, Curry, and Giannis, 2020 Warriors, or something like that. <laughs> and you know what? That could very possibly be true. Well, they're both oh, Under Armour guys, boy, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. That's it right there. We must protect this house. We must. <laughs> so we're both taking Rams plus two and a half. Are you going over or under the 56 and a half? 56 and a half, I like to, I'd probably stay away. But um, yeah, no one wants to root for an under. So I, if I had to, gun to my head, let's go over. <laughs> this thing's going to overtime. Rams winning. Yeah. You know, Ethan Hunt, gun to my head. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going over the 56 and a half. <laughs> so those were our takes on the Super Bowl prop bets, our own pennies prop bets, as well as picking who wins the big game. We are both saying Rams plus two and a half. And also go check out Mission Impossible Fallout if you haven't already. <laughs> it's a great movie. We'll be back next week with a little NBA pod and talking about, well, how our bets turned out. All right, see you later.